Welcome everyone! You are now in a safe place where we converse, explore, reflect, connect, and deep dive into our inner world together so we can uplift ourselves and our lives. My name is Astuti Marto Sudirjo. I am your host, and this is Uplift My Life Today, the podcast. Knowing what we know now about how blind systemic loyalty can burden our lives today, we are going even deeper to some scenarios that may create even more imbalances in our family systems, which are often being carried down over many generations. We are going to discuss some of the symptoms and also some of the root causes. Most importantly, this information will be useful to understand how we can contribute to our system today. And to help us to understand this further, Rochelle will explain which clusters of our systems that are optional, which means these are the ones that we can step out from and leave behind, or these are the ones that we can integrate and add into our system. I hope you enjoy this enriching discussion. So coming back to systemic clusters, which we all have, and the intrinsic ones we can't step out of, we need to learn how to deal with them and what to take on and move them forward. And we have then other systems that if you want a loose floating, Mm -hmm. and we can choose to add for a while and we can also let them go because they're not intrinsic Mm -hmm. so this can be the system um, at our workplace Mm -hmm. the culture of the of the company this can be the politics this can be economy this can be many other things that we can choose as also a new religion Mm -hmm. or stepping out of religion because as so, even though we've been born, if you want into a religion, it's not something that we need to keep. Mm-hmm. However, just on the basis of religion, it's very difficult to step out of yes. a religion. Yes. Not because it's a sect that keeps us there, but it is so ingrained in so many ways. I think it's also partially loyalty to the family. It's a loyalty to the yeah. family. It's a loyalty to the nation. Mm-hmm. It's a loyalty to the environment. But also, we actually don't realize how much of religion we've taken on board. Mm-hmm. So, many, so many beliefs, so many ways of thinking, so many ways of speaking mm-hmm. actually belong to our specific religious backgrounds, even if we're not active in mm-hmm. them. But we can choose, I mean, that's a choice. We can choose to step out of it yeah. or we can choose to join another religion. So there are, there are those that are a choice and there are those that aren't. And I think 
looking at at systems, they are vast. Mm -hmm. And we need to always bring it back to the individual then in order to heal or in order to be, be whole. Because we, in order to move forward well, we need to move forward as a whole being. Yeah. Understanding that the system supports us and is behind us and part of us, not letting it hold us back. And in order to not let it hold us back, we need to stand for that happened to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it is not my burden or it is not my pain. Yeah. And we hand that back like you do in your work. So that's inherited pain. Or another thing that we tend to do out of loyalty, and this is a big one and and often quite difficult to identify, is we will carry the guilt Mm -hmm. of a system or of a historic event Mm -hmm. or some individual within our personal system Mm -hmm. because our personal system is part of a bigger system and so for me when I understood that the British system that I belong to were slave masters Mm -hmm. though as far as I'm aware not within my family Mm -hmm. because as far as I'm aware there was never that kind of wealth within my family or education within my family but they might have been crew members on a Mm. boat that would would fit more in in the status area (laughs) yes you know, there the were slave masters and a lot of money was made. And yes, it was used to educate the poor and everything else, but it still doesn't take away from that. And when I realized that and I witnessed the impact of slavery on this black woman in, um, in my class that time, I was consumed by shame. I mean, literally consumed. I was disgusted. Mm-hmm. And I was disgusted with myself. Yeah. I was disgusted with the fact that up to that moment I had actually been proud to be mm. British. Yeah. I cringed mm-hmm. <laughs> at myself. Yes. And it took quite a bit of work with help yeah. to get back to I have to be part of the system, the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah. But I don't need to be bad and ugly. Yeah. I just have to agree to the fact that the system is good, bad and ugly. Mm-hmm. So often we take on guilt. Yeah. Yeah. We also take on individual guilt within the within the family system. Mm-hmm. And it is misplaced because if we haven't done the deed, we can't right. bear the, the guilt. guilt. Yeah. Just like if we haven't experienced the wound, we can't bear the pain. Mm-hmm. It's transferred. Yes. Yeah. And we can't do anything with it. We can't heal the pain because it hasn't happened to us. Mm-hmm. We can't get rid of the guilt or we can't easily carry the guilt. In fact, you know, the person who's done the wrong thing has to carry the guilt mm-hmm. for the rest of their life because it belongs to them. Yeah. They did the deed, they have to carry the guilt. But for us, it becomes a huge burden because if we didn't do the deed, mm-hmm. what do we do with the guilt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have to be very aware of the burdens, the pains, the guilt, Mm -hmm. and give these back Mm -hmm. 
in order to free us up to move forward mm -hmm. and to make us whole. Mm -hmm. And we do it out of the deepest love and loyalty within the system. And love, I don't mean in this way of the sentimental love, the romantic love. Mm -hmm. It is just love and loyalty to the system which gave us life. Yeah. But our job is to move the system forward. It's a very important distinction. Our job is to move the system forward. It's to add yeah. to the system. It's to heal, give back, add. Because when... We're decluttering. Declutter. Declutter, yes. yes. Very good word. Yeah. When we're born into a system, we can be carrying anything from two generations back or whatever. Anything that hasn't been finished. Anything that hasn't been closed. Yeah. But I also wonder what made me do that. Am I opening up myself to this? Was I unconsciously do that? If I did, why? Well, it's obviously not our little conscious ego brain that goes, well, I'm going to choose to do this and that. Mm -hmm. This is a soul mm. decision. Okay. Okay, this is a soul decision, and we have an individual soul within mm -hmm. a family soul. The family soul is embedded within the systemic soul. The systemic soul is embedded within... It's a bit like a Russian doll. Yes. Yeah. And... Just like you can say, so why did I choose to be born to those parents, to that nation, to that country, to that culture, at this time mm. in history? Um, because yesterday is history yes. <laughs> already. I don't have an answer to that other mm. than it's a, a soul choice yeah. and a soul plan. Yeah. And I think we spend a lot of energy and a lot of time on the why so this is this is not a um, a simon sinek you know start with why <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> this is actually don't ask questions that have no answer yeah because the more energy and effort we put into asking questions that actually cannot be answered yes yeah instead of focusing on the thing that In, we should yeah instead of focusing on yeah. that which we can yes. and you know a lot of people go from therapist to therapist mm -hmm. and therapy method to therapy method until they get an answer that fits them mm -hmm. rather than saying there are some questions that cannot be answered mm -hmm. and dealing with, with what's happening. If you look at, at the various children in a family, mm -hmm. if there are various living children within a family, They are not clones of each other. No. no. You know that because you have a brother and sister. Yes. I know that because I have a living brother. And anywhere else that you look, if mm -hmm. there are more living children, you will see that they are in no way clones of each other. Yes. And yet they come from the same blended yeah. system. Yeah. yeah? Not right. the same sperm and egg, no. but the same blended, blended. system. Yes. And the sperm originates in the same body and the egg originates in the same body with the same DNA, with the same epigenetics, etc. So you could think that they should all be identical. Yes. But they're not. No. Correct. They never were and they never will be. Yeah. So that is why it's very difficult to say well this child took on this from two generations back and this child took on this from seven, one generation yeah. back and the other one from seven generations back and why did i mm. do x and why didn't i do z 
There is no answer that will satisfy our brain, our ego and everything else in that we need to look at what am I carrying? Is it mine? Does it serve me to carry this which I didn't initiate? Mm -hmm. As in I didn't do the deed or I didn't live Mm -hmm. the circumstances or whatever it is. And then, of course, sometimes we are the, the person who's agitating and provoking because somewhere in our ancestry, someone or a group, a larger group, was not heard, mm. acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So, as I was talking about in another example of when an apology isn't an apology, mm. the person being apologized to just gets angrier because the person who's done the deed needs to say, I did it, mm-hmm. and I will carry the guilt and the consequences for it. Mm-hmm. I did it. That's an apology, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that's an apology. Not, well, you have to understand, it was because of this and it was because of that, and it didn't mean... Mm. And the excuses. The excuses. Mm. That's not an apology. So... If in our ancestry there are people who weren't heard, for instance, somebody who's put into a lunatic asylum, (laughs) for instance, somebody who is made to be a slave, they don't become a slave, it's not a choice, Mm -hmm. they're made to be a slave by whatever means. Mm -hmm. There are so many instances where people are not heard. Mm -hmm. And that can come up in further generations where they will antagonize, provoke, yeah. <laughs> whatever, around that kind of thing until they're heard. Mm-hmm. So the best thing for them is not to give it back immediately, but is to say, for, because if it's giving it back, it's again saying, I'm not hearing you, I'm not taking mm. you seriously. Mm-hmm. So that's where we need mm. to be sensitive enough to understand the difference. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So sometimes the first movement has to be, I hear you. Mm -hmm. I see you. Mm -hmm. I feel you. This happened, and I am witnessing it now. And the second movement is, however, that's your life. And with the greatest love and respect. The pain, the burdens, the consequences, whatever it is, belongs to you, mm-hmm. not me. Mm-hmm. And I give it back. Mm-hmm. Put it in the right place. Yes. The soul is inclusive. So, on this meta level, if somebody's been put in that asylum, if somebody's been to prison, if some and and forgotten or Mm -hmm. the family's turned away or whatever Um, we need to say you carry the consequences of your deed that belongs to you you. however you have your place in the system so we don't have to go sentimental Mm -hmm. romantic and go oh you're one of the family no Whatever they did, they carry the consequences. The same for you and me. Yeah. 
they carry the consequences, but you cannot erase somebody from the system mm -hmm. because that you don't like them. I have a client whose grandfather and a group of other relatives, there were nine of them, were kidnapped. Mm -hmm. Disappear one afternoon and never, we never know, they never knew. And they never came back? No. And the, uh, the belief was they were accused of being communist. Mm -hmm. And around that period or that era, the encouragement from the government was, if you sense there are, then do something, report or whatever. Mm. And it was neighbor reporting on neighbor yeah. most probably. They were, yeah. they were saying that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Disappeared, nine people. It's, it's awful. It's awful from a human point yeah. of view. Again, go to the meta level. We don't know what the soul plans yes. were, etc., etc. But we're dealing with all of this from a human level. Mm -hmm. And I just want to reiterate, if we were dealing with the human life from a meta level, mm -hmm. we wouldn't be in human form. Right, yes. So we can understand things. We can say, look, it's soul ages and it's this contract and you know yeah. that's, that's their job. They sacrifice themselves to show it to the world. And all of that sounds wonderful. And it is wonderful. And it makes it, in a way, acceptable. Bearable. Bearable, acceptable, whatever. However, we are all dealing with it from mm. a human level. And it doesn't feel comfortable at a human level. And so... For the client who's, who, mm. whose grandfather it is, mm -hmm. yeah? it's about imagining the grandfather mm -hmm. and maybe the other eight. Yeah? And just acknowledging mm -hmm. that they were taken. Mm -hmm. Acknowledging that they were betrayed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Somebody betrayed, betrayed. them. Yeah. We don't know who we're not going to go Oh, pointing yeah. fingers, but acknowledging you were betrayed. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to say you were betrayed by somebody you trusted. We don't know that. We're not going to make up stories. stories. Yeah, yeah. But they were betrayed. Yes. Because otherwise, nobody would have known. Yeah. You were betrayed. And I stand witness to that. In systemic work, we, we use this phrase a lot because we don't know. What we don't know, we say no matter what. Mm. Yeah, because we don't make up stories. Mm -hmm. so, so you were betrayed, mm -hmm. and I stand witness. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. and you can't say I'm sorry because you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Why apologize? You didn't do it. Mm -hmm. You can't feel guilty about something you didn't do. So, mm -hmm. no matter what, I carry you in my heart. No matter what, you live on in me. That's factual. That's factual. Yeah. And it brings a balance that whatever happened to them, life went on so that their life was not in vain. No matter what, my child is your future. Or no matter what, I am your future. Your future. And I thank you for the life that you enabled me to have. And then you honor the person and you say they've been betrayed. And then you see what happens yeah. to the person Didn't carrying they? the burden. Yeah. When the nervous system relaxes, 
That's when that spontaneous out-breath happens. Mm. Hmm? So whenever I work with somebody and I notice that spontaneous, it's not something mm. that I think, oh, take a deep breath and release mm. it now. It's a spontaneous out-breath. That means that the nervous system on an energetic level has relaxed mm -hmm. because something now feels right, has been put in its place, something has been released or mm -hmm. added or whatever it is. It's just that piece of the jigsaw mm -hmm. is now in the right place. And so, yes, there might be more, and you know why that person came to you, mm -hmm. because they constantly feel betrayed mm -hmm. or whatever it is, yes. or things keep on disappearing or whatever. It's, it's, yes. So that's why, as I stand witness, you were betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. And I stand witness. Yes. However, this betrayal happened to you. Mm -hmm. it, is not, it is not happening to me. Yes. So I give it back with respect and love. No matter what you live on in my heart, I am your future, mm -hmm. whatever it is. So that sacrifices are not in vain. Mm -hmm. When sacrifices have been made, to put it right within the system. Mm -hmm. It needs to be heard, seen, acknowledged, whatever, and it mustn't be in vain. So for instance, for slaves, yes, it needs to be acknowledged, no matter what, you gave me this future. Your sacrifice, your pain was not in vain. That can, be, that can bring peace. Yeah. So it's always the coming back and the inclusion and the acknowledging, but without sentimental or romantic, it's a stating of fact. And only that which we really can know. Yeah. Not embellishing it, not romanticizing it, not making it perfect, mm -hmm. because life is imperfect. It's messy, it's chaotic. That's life, it's paradox. Mm -hmm. But for us to feel whole, we keep on bringing these, these threads back. Looking systemically, systems are vast. So we don't just look backwards, we look left, left and right as well, and we look into the future. As I say, these clusters around us are greater family. We look into who's there and who's not. Any single being that was conceived anywhere, backwards, sideways, <laughs> Future. Anywhere. Anywhere. In the system. In the system. Mm -hmm. In our family system. Now, this is the family, individual and family. They have a place even if they are not alive mm -hmm. today. So, as I was saying just before, living brother, living siblings, living, because in a lot of families there are the non living yes. siblings yes. of our mother, of our father whatever, mm -hmm. of ourselves. Yes, of ourselves. Of yes. ourselves, yes. the non-living siblings. And they have a place in the system. Mm -hmm. They might not be alive, it might not have continued, but they have a place. It doesn't mean that we have to celebrate their birthday every year or whatever, or their possible birthday every year. We don't need to make them alive when they're not. Mm -hmm. But we need to acknowledge that they have a place in the mm -hmm. system. So for me, it's not about why this system, it's not about why am I 
Am I making visible or acting out this which wasn't closed or healed or acknowledged or seen or whatever? So when people are kidnapped and vanish and Mm -hmm. never come back, that's not closed? No. Yeah. So And the betrayal hasn't been spoken about or witnessed. So it's not about why me? Because everybody within the system is carrying part of it for you. That that is our service to the system. It's what we give back to the system. Yes, and I I think it makes sense also because the the intention is to move the system forward. Mm. So we, of course, we are connected Mm. to what is in the system. And I mean, just from, and I really do urge your listeners at some stage to to do this visualization Mm. of my parents behind me, their parents behind them, their parents. You know, the great, 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 great seven generations put those people in your mind behind you just to understand how many human forms, how many loves, how many dreams, Mm -hmm. how many successes, failures, Mm -hmm. nightmares, wounds, betrayals, whatever, is just there within your system. Now imagine that you ask the question, why me? Why am I doing this for my great-great-great-grandmother on my father's side of his mother? <laughs> and her father. And this is a, I don't even know them. Yeah. This is the other thing that they're like, huh? I don't even know them. You know, it is, a, it is human nature. I mean, then you have to go back to often what is the nature of the mm. beast, yeah? You know, when people complain about, for instance cats killing mice or something that is mm. the nature of the beast mm-hmm. yeah cats kill mice and humans do certain things mm-hmm. and it is the nature of the human beast is that we want to quantify everything we want to control things so we need we think we need to understand mm-hmm. and we attempt to understand that which is beyond our comprehension yeah. We want to break it down, we want to make it a palatable form Mm -hmm. so that we can go, but I don't want that, or I do want that. And I mean, as I said before, I could sit here and say, I don't want blue eyes. And why me? Why do I have blue eyes? Why do I have blue eyes? Why can't I have brown eyes? Mm. I don't want blue eyes and blonde hair Mm. because I don't like the jokes. (laughs) No, but. I want something else. Yes. I don't want my father's forehead and my mother's legs. I want to be like my brother who has it the other way round. Well, I'm not. Mm. I have my whatever. Mm -hmm. And these are just examples. Yes, yes. I have whatever. And I carry whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Now, within my brother and myself, our parents together have various ailments mm-hmm. and the grandparents had various ailments mm-hmm. and my brother carries quite a few of them mm-hmm. the, but I don't carry mm-hmm. them because there's no point in both of us yes, carrying them, yes, you know? yes. and yet there are other families where the mother and the grandmother have both had breast cancer and both the girls mm-hmm. have the yes. markers for yes. breast cancer so Let's not get into the why me, because Mm. that's us going into victim. Truth of the matter is, it is you. Yes, you didn't choose it. 
Yes, you that's didn't the, choose it. That's the hands you need to deal with. Yeah. So you've got shorter legs than your brother, or you've got a wider hips, or you've got thinner hips, or whatever. You didn't get what you wanted now that you're 23, and you look back and you think, I would have preferred X mm-hmm. mixture of my parents. Well, tough. But you might have your grandmother's ears, and you might... You don't get to choose. Mm. That is decided in a different place, on a different level, for a different reason. Yes. Yes. And we're only human and we didn't decide it. Mm -hmm. So you deal with what's here. How can I not do this anymore? Well, there I can help you. Yeah. There I can help you. (laughs) Well, in a way with the why, why do I do it? I can help you. We can go back and look. Mm. What are you carrying? What's happening? Whatever, what's underneath? What's Mm -hmm. subconscious, unconscious, or what is ancestral, Mm -hmm. systemic? Mm -hmm. And ancestry is part of system, not only. Systems are vast. And as I say, we have clusters of systems depending on our lives and as we globalize and as we move and as we marry or not even marry as we create life interreligion internation um, interracial inter whatever the vaster the systems become that the vaster the clusters become and the systems become that we carry mm-hmm. Um, and therefore the more potential for things that Mm -hmm. we need to look at Mm -hmm. that the banks yeah and the days where people lived within the village married within the village same religion same nation same culture same everything else just two different systems health wise Mm -hmm. mentally emotionally experience wise that is more or less not everywhere but it's more or less gone Mm-hmm. And we are dealing with a greater vastness. Yeah. And that is why we have to step up mm-hmm. our intentions and, and look at things so that we don't carry the burdens that don't belong yeah. to us yeah. further. How about adoption? That's a love, that's, that's vast. Yeah. But let me let me... Just yeah. say something about that, because this is one of my pet okay. things, I must say, so thank you for asking that. I have been blown away so many times. When you look at adopted children who have found, wanted to find, not all do, mm-hmm. wanted to find and have found a living mother or father, mm-hmm. or both, and they might meet other siblings that they might have from either parent um, in the meantime. And they will be totally astonished that there are mannerisms or things that they say or things that they do that their siblings and or their parent did. Mm. So just to pick you up on something, I'm not saying you're adopted in any way, <laughs> but just to pick you up. Sure. You have this thing of not finishing your coffee. Yes. 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 So you leave a little, a little bit at bit. the bottom mm-hmm. at the bottom of the cup. 
that's your thing. Yes, that's my thing. So imagining, which you're not, but imagining you were adopted Mm -hmm. and you found living siblings from a mother or father, Mm -hmm. so half siblings, um, or you found your mother or your father Mm -hmm. and you noticed you had a cup of coffee together to get to know each other Mm -hmm. and you noticed that person did exactly the same thing. Mm And you go, oh, wow, I've always thought I was really weird because I was the only one. And they, No, I do it, and I don't know why. And if they think that, but my grandmother did that. Mm-hmm. And you will notice things like that. So as I say, not every, every adopted child wants to, to find the parents. The one thing in common, though, around adopted children is that due to the circumstances, the way that they interpret the circumstances is rejection mm-hmm. I wasn't wanted mm-hmm. yeah I wasn't loved enough I wasn't wanted there's something wrong with me mm-hmm. and they carry that more often than not through their lives mm-hmm. and if and when they do find a parent or siblings they often realize that that's not true it was circumstance mm-hmm. The mother was too young to be able to decide, the parents decided, etc., etc. So there are many, many variations on that theme. And that's a big theme, and I'd like to do a different, Separately. separate thing yeah. on that. But there's another theme, and that is creating balance within the system again. And this is really, really important to understand, okay? And I'll talk about a a session that I had with the group in South Africa where a woman came to me and she said, I have a 16-year-old adopted child and she is out of control and I don't know what to do with her and I really am going to send her to a borstel or to boarding school or whatever, you know, I just, I just, I wash my hands, I'm at the end of my tether. Mm -hmm. She is so bad. Now, in systemic work, whenever somebody talks about a child adopted or not, unless that child is well over 20, Mm -hmm. we always say we'll work with the parent. Mm. Mm. Because it's mainly not nature, it's nurturing. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Now, nature is systemic and the nurturing comes on top of it. So I said to this woman, I said, I'd like you to bring this to the group, Mm -hmm. but we'll work with you. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Mm -hmm. It's the chant. Mm -hmm. So bring it to the group. So I had a dedicated group that met once or twice a month, about 30 people. So we brought it to the group and we set this up. So what I set up is the adopted parents and the child. And you could see the rebellion in this child and the pushing away and everything else. And the indignation and the arrogance of the adopted parents. And in their, not in their consciousness, but Mm -hmm. in their subconscious, there was this belief there of, we saved you. Mm. Why are you not more grateful? Mm-hmm. 
it's a very, very scary place for a child mm. to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I set up the biological parents. We have no idea yeah. who they are, but we just set them up. Mm-hmm. As you could do in your yeah. mind's eye, just bring in a man and a woman. Yes. And the stance of the adopted parents became strong and the fight came up sort of like look at us the saviors and the biological parents Mm. dropped their heads sort of like in shame Mm. they weren't really there and the child didn't know it was torn Mm Because a child hears the heartbeat of its mother until it's born. Mm. And when it's given to an adoptive mother and it's held in those arms as lovingly and as gently and as wonderfully as it can be, as safely, the heartbeat's not the same. Mm. But it can't put it into words. It doesn't know what... So this child was torn and the one parents with their heads down and their shoulders drooping and the other ones so incredibly full of their own importance Mm. and I said then to the adoptive mother representative Mm -hmm. not the mother she was watching I said please say to the biological parents thank you for giving me what I couldn't have because nobody really adopts if they could Mm -hmm. have their own child. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do, it's not always, but mostly they will adopt because they can't Mm -hmm. have their first child or their third child or whatever. So I could see the real adoptive mother bristling. Mm -hmm. Why should I say thank you? I saved the child. So I said to the representative, just say thank you. Thank you for giving me what I couldn't give myself. And the stance changed, the arrogance left kind of thing. And the biological mother, dignity came back. Mm. Dignity Mm. literally came back. And then I had the the biological mother say thank you for looking after the child because I couldn't and then they were equal and you could see the child in the middle start to relax Hmm. because it could be loyal to both yes or we have given her something different exactly this the whole Hmm. movement was much more than just that but I could feel the adoptive mother who was sitting witnessing this feeling very, very annoyed with me. Mm -hmm. And after the whole movement, I went to her and she said, at the beginning I was so angry. And she said, now I understand where you were going and Mm -hmm. I understand why you asked me to come and you said it wasn't about the child. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I just want to see, you know, in three or four days, let me know if anything has changed Mm -hmm. at home. And she did phone me and she said, it is like black and white. Mm. It is so different. I said, yes, because your energy has changed. And on a systemic level, on a meta level, this child Mm. 
It's biological parents have their dignity back, mm. and you've come down a notch or two. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're back in a slightly more humble place. So it's, it's, it's about creating balance. It's about inclusivity, again, mm. because if you try to say, well, I've done everything for you, therefore your biological parents are out the door, you know, let's not talk about them, think about them or whatever, because mm. they're just losers. Mm -hmm. That's the system that gave you life. Mm -hmm. And whether you're told that you're adopted mm. or not, you know it. Yeah, yeah. So, and I had one family once where the eldest child came to me from teenage onwards for a few years and said, I just, I, I don't feel right at school and I don't feel right here and I don't feel right there and I don't feel that. And had very loving parents, very cool siblings. It was one of those mm, sort of picture perfect families. I mean, really good family, not pretending to mm. be, but really one of those good families. And we worked on this and we worked on that and every, it, incrementally everything felt a little bit better, but it just didn't hit the mark. And the parents came to a group session once mm. and after that group session, all day of various constellations, the mother came to me and she said, could I do a constellation around my eldest daughter? And I said, hmm, why? What's... what's mm -hmm. And she said, well, my daughter's nearly 30, but I've just realized that I was in a long-term relationship before I met her father. Mm -hmm. And there were three weeks in between, the one ending and the other one starting. And having been through the constellations that were done today, I'm in a bit of shock. I'm not sure that mm. she really is his daughter. Okay. So she didn't know for sure. She didn't know. Okay. okay. She said, I just... Realized it now. I've just realized it now. I've just always assumed... Yes. ...that all my children are from the same, the same father, father, the man that I'm married to. Mm -hmm. She's not. That's why. Yeah. And DNA tests proved it. We saw it in constellations. We did the constellation. Yes. We saw it in constellations. So in a way, she was adopted, if you want, yes. by the father, but she wasn't. Yes. But she knew uh, somehow she didn't really belong the way that she was mm. in it. Yes. And the mother still knew where the father was contactable. She contacted mm. him. She had huge huge courage she contacted him and said hi how are things yeah you married well you might mm, do you have children no mm. well actually you do you do <laughs> let me give you a gift now <laughs> and of course i mean this for him what mm -hmm. i mean as i said the child was nearly 30 years old so he wasn't a spring chicken and he again generously and and courageously said he would like to meet his child and it was own and the mother then took her daughter to see him and when she saw them together she said i should have noticed because they do this the same mm. way they do that the same way that's the same thing even though that 
girl never ever grew up thinking that she was mm -hmm. in the, a different family or a different environment or had a different father. So nobody, it wasn't nurtured. Mm -hmm. Nobody showed her to be like that yeah. and to do that and yeah. whatever. But she did it as her father did. Amazing. So as I said, adoption and, and those, you know, cuckoo <laughs> nest things, um, they're, they're something that fascinate mm -hmm. me. And that's why, again, I will reiterate, you cannot step out of I'm your system. Of yeah. the system, sorry, yeah how you move within it and how you move forward or you stay stuck or you move backwards to carry somebody else's burden with them. That is something that you can be more or less in charge of, more or less, more or less. But you cannot step out of your system mm -hmm. or systems, your cluster. Mm -hmm. You can add and you can remove those voluntary and cho chosen ones, but you, your intrinsic systems, they are there. And the, 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 the vastness of the system means that not only one person can do all the work of moving it forward. Yeah. So it's yeah. divided. And which ones are yours is not your conscious choice. Mm -hmm. So asking the question, why? Why am I the one to represent my, mad, my mad grandmother? <laughs> That's not the question. The question is, what can we give back? What can we put in its place? What can we recognize? What can we equalize? Where can we add the dignity that's been removed mm -hmm. or whatever it is? Mm -hmm. So that you no longer have your energy blocked and engaged there, but free to move forward. Say one of my ancestors, I don't know that for sure, but I'm just making an example, was a slave master, let's say. Mm -hmm. Can one of the generation after the ancestor who was a slave master represent the victim or the slave? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's, the, it's, a, no, it's mm -hmm. a way to balance. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. You see, this is why it's very, very complex. Yeah. Systemic work is very, very complex and vast because yeah. systems are vast. So, you know, our work is not just a, about inherited mm -hmm. pain or, or uh, things like that. It is part of it, but again, it's, it's much vaster. In order to balance two generations, next generation, third generation, whatever, can become the victim right. in something. Okay. Yeah. So they can go into a marriage where they are dominated by the other mm. person. And we all know that that still happens yes. today. Yes. But I'm not saying that every relationship or marriage like that is playing out slave exactly. mastery yes. or whatever. Yeah. So, but again, it's to be looked at individually. But they could, for instance, go into a relationship where um, they take their, their, their friends away, their money away, their passport away, whatever. They don't give them any freedom at all. So yes, you can go into, in, into the victim. But the thing is, it doesn't balance anything out. It's an attempt within the system yes. to redress it, yes? yes? But it doesn't, because the next generation after the victim could be. Yes, <laughs> yeah. so, so we're just you know playing around in the victim triangle. But yeah, that can happen.
Just like for instance can happen not always behind the, this if some a man in young years is impotent. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking about age impotency. I'm talking about young. It can be that further back a woman has died in childbirth. Mm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Giving life to the child. And if it was a, a deep love relationship mm-hmm. with the husband, mm-hmm. the man who created the baby. the baby with his sperm, the man could interpret the situation as by giving his sperm, he killed his wife or mm-hmm. his love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So instead of the penis becoming life-giving, it becomes a death weapon, if you want. Mm, yes, yes. Hmm? So further down the line, somebody could be then a male descendant, descendant could be impotent mm. because that's still open, that mm. wound is still open. Mm. So let this penis be flaccid. Yes, so it doesn't kill anyone. It doesn't kill anyone. Yeah. So, as much as possible, this is what I'm hearing. When we have an emotionally intense situation, such as what happened to the woman died giving birth, and there was a belief or an assumption being created by the people around or connected to the situation, is to heal it before we die. That's the best contribution also. That's the best contribution. Yeah, Yeah. got it. That's Mm -hmm. how we can feed our system and make it strong again. Right. You know, systems have strength within them anyway, just as you and I do. And we have our wounds. Yes. All right? Yes. So it's not that the systems are so needy or whatever, but with the vast amount of human forms Mm -hmm. involved, Mm -hmm. just in seven generations Mm -hmm. and sometimes further back, um, there is a lot, and again, not one of us carries the whole lot. Yes, otherwise, too much. That would be far too much. Too much, yes. So we've got the nature and we've got the nurture, and the nurture also comes from the system because of the conscious decisions and beliefs and things mm-hmm. that are handed on. So it's it's on you know twofold. Um, like as I say, if if somebody's put into an asylum. And the children are told the mother's dead and the father remarries. Those children grow up Mm -hmm. with the thought she's dead, Mm -hmm. but they weren't allowed to go to the funeral. There's no grave to go to, etc. And their children are told grandma's dead, but their child Mm -hmm. has a problem, Mm. works with the system, and finds out grandma's still Still alive. alive. Yes. Yes. So. As I say, a lot of it comes from the consciousness and comes from the nurturing, what we would call it, and a lot of it comes from nature, Mm -hmm. which makes it complex. As you can see, systemic things are very, very complex. Mm -hmm. The systems are not out to get us. The systems do not mean us harm. It's just a system. It's just a system. Mm -hmm. It's just a system. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. 
However, the soul wants to equalize, balance out, bring it, bring in those that have been pushed out because of behavior or whatever, like asylums mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. prisons and never, everything else, because somebody doesn't agree with their behavior. They get pushed out. So we need to come back to you are my father, you are my sister, you're my mother, you're my grandmother, you're my whatever, but I will not accept your behavior. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you have your place, yeah. it cannot be changed. However, I am removing myself from your sphere of influence because of your behavior. I'm allowed to do that, but I cannot negate you. I take away your place. So if you are a narcissistic, sadistic, cruel person, as the child of a person like that, you can choose whether that's what you're going to perpetuate mm -hmm. or not. Mm -hmm. uh, it might be more evident in your nature it might be harder not to perpetuate yeah. it or easier not to perpetuate it because that's what you've grown up with yes. it's it's like with abuse as well yeah. you know it's very easy to to say well you know we have to understand because that person was abused as a child too and 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 that person's father was abused mm. which is why they were abused or mother was abused or whatever I'm not quite sure when I was talking about father but that parent was abused and their parent was mm -hmm. abused and so you know we have to make room for 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 that and yes okay that's an understanding and that is true mm -hmm. in many cases however we can also choose mm -hmm. to be the abuser or not. Or not, yes. So we can choose to follow what we've witnessed and experienced and whatever, and we can choose to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. And that's more or less how we live our lives, actually, is choosing to be like or opposite. And that's fine when it's on a conscious level. Yeah. It's just we need help and therapeutic models and modalities to help us with the subconscious. Mm -hmm. And the genetic. The word harmony comes to mind. Harmony comes from you accepting that you're part of the system and that's it. I mean, you are. You cannot leave it. You can run away from it. Running away doesn't bring harmony. But also you have the right to choose. And you exercise your choice, basically. You see, everything else is history. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's always about where do I go from here right now. Some people say, well, how do I do that? Well, step by step. Yeah. And if I'm accompanying you as a therapist, then that's part of my job. Mm -hmm. Also to give you tools and also to refer you to other people mm -hmm. who might support you in other areas that I'm not great at or educated in. So it's always about where do I go from here and what are my choices? Mm -hmm. As I say, when it's conscious, that's easier. Mm -hmm. I mean, try and tell an alcoholic it's easy to choose a different path forward. So I'm saying it's easier when it's conscious. Yes. Hmm? yes. But when it's subconscious and unconscious, that's when they come to you mm -hmm. or to me mm -hmm. and they say, look, this is the pattern. 
I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I've looked at it in this and this and this way. Mm-hmm. And the why me isn't a question. Mm-hmm. It's let's find out where it comes from and place it. I don't know whether you've ever witnessed this with me in the work that we've done, but it's one of the quickest way to show the resistance that we have at a subconscious level towards agreeing or accepting something. As I say, agreement is what we aim for because that's the deeper Mm. solution than accepting, Mm. is to bow to something. Yes. Or to someone. Have you ever experienced Mm -hmm. that? Yes. And to do that physically. So you can hold something in your mind's yes. eye. Yes. Something or someone. So you could hold Indonesia or you could hold your grandma or you could hold something else in your mind's eye. But then I would ask you to physically bow, bow to it. Not flop. Bow. More than one and a half centimeters from the waist. <laughs> And that sometimes can be impossible for somebody. And one of the ways of finding that out is to set up a piece of paper or in their mind's eye, the messiness, paradox, chaotic thing that we call life. Because a lot of people want life to be pretty and harmonious Mm. and perfect and sweet. Mm -hmm. It's not. Mm -hmm. News. It's not. not. It never will be. Mm And if I say just bow to the messy, chaotic, paradoxical, uncontrollable, ugly, and good, and magical, and everything else, life, you will see some people move an inch, and some people flop, because there's no dignity in it. That's the easiest test. Then you know where to start. Now that you know where to start, I wish you the very best in this very exciting journey, moving deeper inwards into yourself. Make space in your agenda to do so and enjoy the journey. Should you need some support in doing so, feel free to reach out to me via www.upliftmylife.today. It's been a pleasure for me to share this journey with you all. And for now, I wish you a wonderful time and see you in the next episode. Bye!